Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Use promo code KIRK and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KIRK at DraftKings.com. This week on Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan, Kirk sits down with John Krasinski. You guys know him best as Jim from The Office and for movies like 13 Hours. It's a very fascinating conversation, especially for you massive fans of The Office, like Chris Curtis, who got his Make-A-Wish moment in meeting Jim from The Office. But for those of you who are fans from The Office, you get to hear some inside stories, and you get to hear what the future might hold for the show. Who knows? That's coming up next on Enough About Me. So we're taping this podcast literally in a bus that is much, I am saying, 50 fucking times nicer than our radio studio. It's not, <laughs> it's not even close how much nicer. This is, it's true. This is how you live your life? You no, this is how my brother lives his life. This is my brother's bus. This, this is, is Paul's his, bus. Yeah, this is Paul, my brother, Paul Krasinski's bus. His new uh, venture here, his new company, Epicenter, the yeah. Epicenter Experience, which I'm doing the talk tonight. But right. Yeah, he brought me on this bus, and I said, I don't even know if the Stones have as nice a bus. <laughs> I don't think so. This is wild. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to stay here until you kick us up, because I'm t- when you, if you ever saw our studio, if you ever came in, you, you should come in with every promoting movie. Come in, do the show. Done. We all love you here. Uh, you're going to vomit when you walk into the studio. You will puke. You're going to say this is the grossest place in the world. I know. Leave. He even has like a recording studio on here. This is weird. <laughs> it's crazy. So I was talking to you before. I saw the haulers the, two nights ago, three nights ago. The Liberty Tree, you said. Liberty. You, I'm sure you know that well. Oh, right? I know it well. Right up yeah. 95 for you. That's right. From the, bomb right up. Uh, and all the movie theaters that we had growing up are like gone now. Or yeah. Totally, it's crazy. Totally yeah. Gone. Like the little theater. So I live in Lexington. There's a little, I don't know if you've ever been there. But a little two screener. I've been there. to Lexington. I don't think I've been to that theater. Though. That's the kind of theater where the haulers would still play. It's right. one of those theaters. Uh, it would be playing for like a dollar twenty-five now. Yeah, well, not yet, not yet. I only get there yet. <laughs> but we were talking about before. So you you did it like two or three years ago, right? Yeah, shot this two years ago, two summers ago, and it was just after the office. Actually, I uh, I was telling you that you know when the office ends, it's it's a huge deal for sure. for everybody, I'm sure. But for us, it was it was crazy. You know, it was a lifestyle. It was everything I had ever known. Other than being a waiter, I mean, it gave me absolutely every opportunity and every family member I'd had in uh, in my career. And then all of a sudden, it's just gone. You just don't get to report to duty the next right. day. And so I, I think I jumped in a lot uh, emotionally. I jumped into directing because it would it would throw me back into something where I could uh, really focus and do something fun that I loved. And I was saying to you, is it? I asked you before in a weird way. Is it easier? to get a big budget movie made like a 40 50 million dollar budget movie made than a little movie or is that is that not true you know it's 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 probably could you just get could you just get a movie made for a million bucks or 2 million bucks i could i there's something really fun about doing it down and dirty and the this one was not you know not quite 4 million dollars and right. which sounds like a lot of money which it is to anybody but to make yeah. a movie that's pretty down and dirty that's that's getting a lot of actors to come down to Jackson, Mississippi, get paid nothing. I'm sure they paid us to be in the movie by the end. Right. right. Um, but it's really fun. There's a family atmosphere because nobody's on your back. So the more money there is, the more people are telling you what to do, and that gets that gets a little frustrating. Are you going to find yourself constantly thinking your career and your life now as a writer, as a filmmaker, as an actor, 
back to Boston in terms of stories because you produced Manchester by the Sea, right? That's right. Which yeah. has got an insane amount of buzz, right? It's, you, it's were you amazing. Were you going to be in it or no? I was, you know, it's funny. I was going to be in it with Matt Damon. It was my first, that was actually my first original idea I'd ever come up with. Uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, Kenny Lonergan, who, who wrote it and directed it, took a whole different take on it. It's totally his beautiful, you know, talent that he has in doing so. I mean, uh, You Can Count on Me was one of my favorite sure. movies ever. And he and made the, I'm blanking, the one that, that was on the show Margaret. forever. Yeah, it was like three. I yeah. saw it. It was wild. It's like, crazy, Alice yeah. And, and then there's like, like a director's cut you version. You where Alice and Janney dies? It's like the craziest scene <laughs> in the movie history. <laughs> My God, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? No. You should probably see his movies if he's in. No, I, I, I just I ended with "You Can Count on Me" and then I you waited for Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, and then talking. I was like, "Do my movie, Kenny." He <laughs> yeah, was like, it. "Why are you talking weird to me?" So you were going to be? Did you know? You, so you and Damon were going to be? Yeah, he was going to be. The, yeah, we were going to be the two brothers, and then uh, you know, Kenny took it and started writing the script. So we didn't we didn't know when that was going to come in. Yeah. Um, and we did the movie Promised Land instead, which right. was weirdly my second original idea. So Matt and I went off and did Promised Land instead. Yeah. With Hal Holbrook. Who's the greatest Who living legend. Still alive. Yeah, like, absolutely. He, he was kind of semi-old, like in all the President's Men, kind of a little bit. Yeah, right? Which was only, but know, still 40 unbelievable. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but still but unbelievable. But a great actor. Yeah. Into the wild. I mean, any time. He could, he could read something off a menu at lunch, and I'd start crying. Everything yeah, he does voices. is emotional and beautiful and... Into the Wild, that scene in Into the Wild still gets me emotional. Oh, where he's more yeah. suicidal. By the way, I cry at everything. I am not afraid to say. I mean, I'm crying we, right now. It was odd we met and you started crying. <laughs> I thought, that's, that this is a little, we should probably get to know each other before you do that. But you were weeping, like, very yeah. passionate. Yeah, I was a big fan of your Lenny Dykstra interview. Oh, well, well we're going to reenact that at some <laughs> okay, point. We'll see, we'll see the kind of actor you are. Perfect. Uh, so, when you, so I was thinking this when, when I was figured, found out we were going to get you on here. So did you watch True Detective Season 1? I did. Okay. Uh, so I watched True Detective season one, watched the whole thing. It was great. It was awesome. And never once when I'm watching it do I think, Cheers is my favorite sitcom ever. Yeah. Do I ever think I'm watching Woody Boyd, right? Like right. it never crosses your mind. No, 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 no ever. No Country for Old Men. I never think I'm watching Woody Boyd. Right, right, right. Are you worried because you're in a, or do you not care? You're in a sitcom, a famous sitcom. It's mm -hmm. good for, for a lot of people, for my producer, Chris Curtis, who it's his favorite show of all time. Is it, Chris? It is his favorite show of all time. He's hiding behind the headphones, but. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, it was either that or the Paul Reiser show. I forget which one was. But, but, Just call it the Paul Reiser <laughs> yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like for you, like, do you even think of that? And is it something you can even worry about? Like, you're going to be forever seen as Jim Halpert? Or you just not even? Is it something you can't control? Oh yeah, there's definitely nothing I can do about it. But also, I think it's an honor. You know, what I mean, I, I was telling you before, I was a waiter when I got that job. So when I got that job, and well, when did you move out to LA? 2003. So you were, were you 30? Yeah, no, I was. I was 23 when I got the show. You were 23 years old when you yeah. had the show? Yeah. How old are you now? 36. About to be 37. That's why I had to, How that's why I had to stutter. 40. Jesus. So you're 36. <laughs> so you do, you do some things before The Office? No, I was just waiting tables. I mean, I had done like a pilot that didn't get picked up, and I had yeah. done a bunch of commercials. Right. Um, I skated with the Bruins for Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. I, uh, I did uh, Nomar's uh, glove pattern with Nomar for Dunkin' Donuts. Right. You know, I always have to come back to Boston. <laughs> yeah, like I had any say in, in those commercials I did. Right. Um, but no, so for me, it was a, it was a total life change. And I think that the the thing I feel about it is, if you let the show into your home and you care about it and you connected to these characters and it was your way to blow off steam every week or whatever, that's an honor for us to be a part of your sort of experience of it. So right. yeah, do I think everybody will know me as Jim from The Office in one way? Yeah, I think my job as an actor and the fun part about being an actor is to try to do new things. 
And so as long as I still get the opportunities and people give me the opportunities to see me as something else, like when I did 13 hours, right. people allowed me to, you know, in their heads, they were like, yeah, it's Jim, but let's see what he can do. And luckily they let me, they let me try something else. Would you, I watched the end of the Emmys last week and uh, Dennis Franz came out with uh, Jimmy Smits. And yeah. I haven't seen Dennis Franz in like 15 years. <laughs> he did NYPD Blue forever, right? Right. And was like, I reti- I'm retiring. This right, 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 yeah. Would you have done The Office for like 20 years? Or would you, you know was it some point is- you said like, I-, I have to do something else? Because it's... It wasn't that I needed to do something else. Bizarrely, uh, you know, the cast got together and we were the ones who said we wanted it to be the last season because yeah. I think NBC was talking about doing it more seasons. And I think we, we basically had signed on for eight and they wanted to do nine. So we had the power to say, we'll do one more, but it has to be the end. Because I think we all saw the writing on the wall that you didn't want it to. We had so much fun and it was so special to us and hopefully to everybody watching. And we didn't want it to get bland. Like, you didn't want it to be like real world year 27 where you're like, are right. you still doing this right. show? Right. Um, so we, we wanted to go out on a bang and, and, and have people feel like it was something special that they missed. It's always nice to be missed rather than like, you guys should get off the air very soon. Was there any, if, if everybody was on board today, like, you know, Carell and Rain Wilson and Fisher and Daniels, everybody, and they said, we'll do eight episodes, a one off on Netflix. Done. You would do it. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do a movie. I'd do any of those things. The key is, can you come up with a good enough story to bring us all back? You right. know what I mean? Like, you can't just say that someone's having a barbecue and we're going to do a movie about it. It's, you know, you got to. so bad. All right, maybe, you, you know what? I think I might have just cracked it. I think I just that's, cracked that's it. That's a pitch. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick. This is your producer, Ben, speaking. We'll get right back to Kirk and Krasinski as they continue to talk about The Office and talk about movie stars making the transition to TV, which is a new trend in Hollywood, which is something that was completely unheard of 30 or 40 years ago. And John will share his insight into why that's taking place right now. But first, Kirk has got to talk to you about how you can make some more money on the weekends using DraftKings. At DraftKings.com, you don't have to come in first place to cash in. The player who finished 800th in week one took home 100 bucks. 100 bucks for 800th place. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over a million bucks in total prizes up for grabs. It's the destination. We know this. For one-week fantasy football, I know all you guys and girls listening play fantasy football, so go to DraftKings. It makes sense. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments, so you're not in trouble if you have a bad week. Just pick your contest, draft your team, follow the action live. Go to DraftKings.com right now. Choose your players for this weekend's contest. For listeners of my podcast, you guys, help me out here. Help yourselves out. Enter promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K. Play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K, to play free. For your share of over $1 million in total prizes, DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. But it's so different now than like 20 or 30 years ago. When we grew up, like you never saw a movie star on TV ever. Like it was, it just never crossed. I don't, I don't know when that started, but it doesn't matter at all now. It doesn't matter it, at all. It, I don't know who's the biggest movie star in the world right now. I mean, it's got the movie star? Who's the biggest? DiCaprio, I guess. Yeah, maybe. probably. Like would I be stunned if I... Was on Twitter right now and saw DiCaprio just signed a deal to do an eight-part no. HBO miniseries. No, by the way, I'm sure he will very soon because it's all about storytelling. And the thing that's great is, you know, I really do see this as the Wild West of our business for sure. I'm sure in all the businesses, but uh, creatively, I mean. But this has been amazing because nobody cares. People are choosing what they want to watch rather than being right. told what they want to watch. And I think that's a big problem for studios who are putting $250 million into a movie saying, you have to watch this. And people sure. go, no, nah, I just don't want to. Right. And you're like, no, this is the one we banked on. So I think people are coming over to TV because now TV really is just movies on a smaller screen. You were trending on Twitter last night. You weren't trending on Twitter last night. Jim Halper was tw- trending. You see this trending oh, on Twitter yes. last night? You saw what was going on. So we're taping this on, uh, Jesus, Tuesday. The debate was last night. Yep. 
And Hillary had some Jim Halper moments. She uh, did. That's what everybody Direct the camera. Right Direct down the, the barrel. Direct the camera moments. Right down the barrel. That's, that's going to stick forever. That's going to be Yeah, I couldn't believe I was brought up as, uh, as anything to do with the debates. Who does that make, what does that make Trump? Does that make Trump? Is he Dwight? Cool? I guess it's is Dwight. He, he's not Dwight. He's not, he's not Michael. He's Dwight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, Trump, Trump, did you know? I mean, you guys were fellow NBC stars. I'm sure good All friends. NBC stars hang out together. You hung out with them a lot? Yep. Just we always hung out you at a Red Trump Lobster. In, no. <laughs> I, I don't think – I've never met Trump ever. Never? Nope. Because I think I was too afraid to get fired. <laughs> so here's a question. So uh, I'm guessing – I don't know this. I'm guessing that you're supporting Hillary Clinton. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you're you're going to vote, right? Yes. No, okay. that – yeah. I am going to vote. Are you going to vote for Hillary Clinton? I don't know who I'm going to vote for. You cannot be one of these people who are undecided. You're a bright guy. No, it's not an undecided thing. I'm you're not going to tell me? No, I was raised well that politics and, and, and religion stay personal. Dad, who's dude? Just dad. Just give me a, just give me a nod. <laughs> give me a wink. But, did, when but you, you win, definitely absolutely vote. Everybody has to does vote. Doing, does doing 13 hours change the way you think about Hillary Clinton at all? No, not at all. I mean, to me, it's not a thing about – because for us, at least I should say, I can clarify, that that experience, her name wasn't brought up once in the experience of shooting it. Right. And I think what was really interesting is for me, you know, I did it because I come from a big military family, and I've always wanted to be in any sort of military movie to show even a fraction of the heroism and courage it takes to be a man or woman serving. But to me, what was really great was – even the guys will tell you that that night there were no emails. That night there were no congressional hearings. Right. That night happened, and it was about survival. That was the story we were telling. So we 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 knew it would be taken as a political story, but we knew the the story we were shooting was not political at all. I'm so so that movie was shot when that movie was shot. Uh, man, that must have been a little over a year ago. And all, all the talk about was was your body when it came out. And I'm surprised yep. to see that you're fat now. I mean, what? You totally let yourself Son go. It's bitch. embarrassing. What what happened? <laughs> what happened? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not five percent body fat anymore, but I'm trying to stay in shape. Wanna, I, I take a break. Live, who would want to live like that every day? You can't live like that. I mean, well, you can do. Yeah, you can. I can't live like, like what that. What could you I should, eat? I should say. Like, what are you what are you gonna eat tonight? Well, tonight, I mean, if I'm celebrating with my family, I'll right. eat anything and drink anything that comes so, my like, way. You couldn't eat pizza or anything the whole time. Yeah, no, God, no. It's like what would you eat? Grilled chicken and then salads. That sounds like it was the worst. I would just rather be f- I'd rather be five hundred pounds than five percent body fat. Like I'm an it's okay true, shape, yeah. but I couldn't. And I couldn't I'm about live to go like and that. Do, uh, I'm about to do Jack Ryan, so this is. I think I have like two more weeks before I have to You're start doing training Jack for Ryan it. on Amazon. That's right. Yeah, to our point of uh, movies and television just blurring the is lines. Is there any point where somebody says to you, "Okay, it's Jack Ryan and it's on Amazon Prime"? Is there any point where you say, "Well, I'd rather be on NBC or on Fox"? No, just, definitely not. You don't not. even care. No, I don't care at all. I mean, to me, I mean, let's let's be honest. I I do care where it's where it's going to no, be, I understand, but, but but Amazon, I think, is so fantastic because you know, similar to Netflix and all these other places, it's about the content. If you have sure. good enough stuff, people will go wherever it is. I mean. That show that Jerry Seinfeld has, didn't it just win an Emmy? I think it's it just won. It's on Crackle. It's yeah, on. it's on Crackle. Right. Right. We don't even know what Crackle is, but I'll go there tonight if I want to watch that show. Is that is that just one is it one season right now that you know of? Or do you go in multiple seasons before you go no, to the show? You, How many you episodes for, is it? Right now it's 10 episodes. You, and you're about to shoot it? Yeah, we're going to shoot it in January, February. And we'll start then. The it's going to be about five or six months. Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan, just like a random Jack Ryan. <laughs> just, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a, it's just just a like dude in his apartment named, <laughs> happens to be named Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. And he's, he's mistaken for the real Jack Ryan all the time. No, he, uh, it's the real Jack Ryan. It's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. And they did a Jack Ryan, I'm going to blank on this, with Chris Pine a couple of years ago. That's right. right. Which was not great, right? 
I, I, I like, I'm always, I go in the movie saying I want to be, yeah. no, Morgan Freeman was Ben Affleck's Jack Ryan. There's Jesus, been a lot of them. How many Jack Ryan's have <laughs> Exactly. I was pissed to hear there was any. I thought I was being given the, no, I'm kidding. Are I was like a Jack huge Ryan, fan. Like, are you Harrison Ford age Jack Ryan? Or are you? No, we're going, we're starting right at the beginning. So the way Tom Clancy wrote it is Jack Ryan starts as an analyst, just okay. behind a desk. Yeah. And then it slowly goes into a much more adventurous lifestyle. And where are you shooting that? We're going to shoot it in New York, yeah. uh, and then we're going to shoot it all around the world in, in different places. Are you shooting any movies right now other than that? Just finished a movie here in Boston, the Catherine Bigelow's movie. She was shooting in Boston. I think they're still shooting this they week. They are? Until Which next week. That? It's the Untitled Detroit Riots Project. And they're shooting it in Boston? That's going to be the title that they keep, too, by the that's, way. That's a good title. That's not bad. <laughs> who else is in it? Uh, a lot of people. I'm, yeah. I've been sworn to secrecy about who's who's in it. Can, can you tell me who Catherine Bigelow is voting for for president? <laughs> she said just go vote. She's, no, I'm just kidding. Is her first movie since Zero Dark Thirty? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I think it is. And she is did... Uh, We're looking at Chris. Like, Help us out, Chris, dude. Give me Catherine Bigelow's filmography. <laughs> Chris, get on your damn phone and Google something. When's Manchester by the Sea come out? Manchester's coming out, you know, it's, uh, I think it's December? No. No, 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 no. I think it's uh, October. I think October. The end of October, yeah. And this has got, like, legit Oscar buzz, right? Casey's unbelievable. Great. I man. mean, like, lights out. Everybody's great in it. Michelle Williams is great in it, but everybody's great, but, uh, but Casey's unbelievable. Yeah. Kyle Chandler? He's always good He's in everything. Man. He's great on Bloodline, right? Yes. Excellent show. Again, Amazing. Netflix, yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. So, I, but like, look I'm at Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights was what, like eight years ago? Yeah, and they moved it over to... Um, yeah, but that was like a movie. Everybody went crazy over that show. Friday Night Lights is the only one, I think, you can correct me. Great book, great movie, great TV yeah, show. Yeah, you're I right. Think, there, you can't get the trifecta, else, yeah. Right? I don't think The Office was a book, right? It was not no, it wasn't. from a Ricky Gervais novel? No. <laughs> no. No. They should do a Departed show. TV and then show? You, yeah. I get some problems with The Departed. You do. The part is a little. It's a little flawed for me. It's a okay, little. Go too, ahead. It's a little too easy. Well, accents so, is always going to be wavering. Boston accents. You don't it. care. Well, I just it, when I go in, I know the Boston accents are going to. Okay, so you know like Mark Wahlberg a doesn't have a great Boston accent. He's from Boston. No, he had a good accent. In it's that. a little too Boston though. Like, Maybe yeah. You probably know. But he was. He doesn't he was talk doing like good. that when he talks. No, but he's got a Boston accent for sure. It's a little too easy in the Departed for me. First of all, Nicholson never ever ever let somebody. Who was a cop ever? He doesn't. I don't care if he breaks his arm or not. He's never letting them in. Now I understand you got to do that just to get the movie going, but that never happens. Right. And and Damon uh, kills the guy in the middle of the street, runs in and like erases the security tape. Like, yeah, that no, was. There's no security watching that. <laughs> like, wow, you're really breaking it down, man. I, I just went and was like, look at this, and I got my popcorn and my I soda. Was so fired up for The Departed because I love Scorsese, yeah. and the reviews were unbelievable. Nicholson's in it, right? So I go opening night, and I am fired up. In about right when DiCaprio winds up in what's her face's office, the shrink's office, yeah, a little pit in my stomach, and I never loved it again. I hate when I want to love a movie like um, I want to love the Eastwood boxing movie, yeah, Hillary Swank, but I didn't love it. Million Dollar Baby. It just felt forced to me. You should do a show about critiquing movies. I should. No, don't do no, it. It's gonna be terrible. too many people. It's yeah, be, people just get angry at you all the time. How old were you when you directed? The David Foster Wallace. Morning. 27. That's kind of pretentious. It is, yeah. That's I felt like maybe it was going to just be too pretentious. <laughs> but the good news is, is I had just gotten out of college, basically. So I was 22. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to college at Brown University in Providence. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did a lot of David Foster Wallace reading sure. there. Great. And believe it or not, that book is actually the moment that uh, I wanted to, uh, I knew I wanted to act because up until then I was just doing like comedy stuff and it was just fun. And then a buddy of mine, actually, uh, Chris Hayes was at, uh, who's on MSNBC. I think he's voting, I think he's voting for Clinton. He's voting for Trump. We've talked about it. Wow. Surprised to hear that. (laughs) 
Um, but uh, no, but uh, Chris directed a stage reading of brief yeah. interviews. Yeah. And that was the moment that I realized uh, it was just such a special experience. I remember that night. It was unbelievable. I think we did two shows of it, and it was awesome. And so then when I got to New York, I thought, I got to direct I got to direct uh, that in some other form to show other people, show more people how amazing of a writer he is. And I you know, said you're a big fan. Of Foster Wallace, huge, yeah. massive fan. Yeah, First yeah. of all, I told you about the John Ziegel one. Did you read the McCain one that he wrote? Yes. Yeah, it's like, you know. And did you read the Kenyon, the speech at Kenyon yes. College? That's unbelievable. Did you read the biography about him a couple of years ago? The autobiography, not autobiography. The biography. Are we actually him. just doing a dick measuring contest right now? <laughs> Are we doing an intellectual? Have you ever, ever <laughs> hung out with David Foster Wallace? Because we were really good friends. We played tennis together all the time. That's not true. We were pr- practically best friends. Oh, my God, you're laughing. Yes, we talk all the time. <laughs> Until recently. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> That's going to go poorly for you when people are like, oh, he's, he's no longer well, with that's, us. That's sort, of, that's sort of the inherent thing. <laughs> I, think, I think even you understand that. So do you remain still? Are you one of these bullshit... Hollywood, totally phony. Totally, I like am, Red yeah. Sox fans, Patriot fans. Oh, sorry, I didn't even let you finish the question. The I thought show, you said, you I, us, "Am I bullshit?" Am I a bullshit you asked person? Us yeah. if, if Tim Brady will be back week five, I kind of said, "Yeah, that's actually Tom." Yeah, yeah. It's all right, no problem. Tim Brody, <laughs> getting back. Well, are you watching? Getting you know, back on first base out in what? LA in the Palace. Are you watching Patriots games or no? In the Palace, where's the Palace? Oh, you have a mansion. No, I don't. <laughs> you do. We just moved back to New York. We're, we're so on you have no home, no LA home at all. No. So you live in New York. Yep. In the city itself. Yep. No, in Brooklyn. We're out in Brooklyn. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hipster. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a hipster. Check. You can Got see it. my beard. That's, <laughs> it's weird. That's right. The poetry, I, grew, I grew an 18-inch beard right here. On. It's, it's, I was surprised <laughs> how good it is. But are you watching the, the Red Sox and the Patriots? Are you not even... I haven't. I, I watch the Red Sox every now and again, but the the games are on at different yeah, times. It's, so, it's it's ridiculous. Football, I don't miss one. Well, football, you can. It's you, anybody can handle it. Yeah, yeah. You know it's when it's going to be exactly. It's once a week. I you know. The More wife, importantly, the my kids. wife knows where it's going to be. She's okay. She's on. Yeah, board. she's like. Yeah, I'll does just she understand like what um you know. Now I'm into fantasy football, and that she does not understand. No, no, she uh, she called me a full on nerd the other day. I think I was on my fourth draft. Right, and she was like, I don't. She used to want me to explain it to her, and now she's like, don't even try. This is just embarrassing for you that I see you sitting with four pieces of paper with stat sheets, and you're, you're actually choosing people that you will never meet. You'd never meet in your life. <laughs> she had a good British accent in that movie with Meryl Streep. And yeah, she did. She should have won yeah. an Oscar for that. Yeah, see, she's, she's bullshit. She's not really she's British. One, right? You yeah. went home? <laughs> in that exactly. movie, like Meryl Streep treats Anne Hathaway like shit, but then at the end, she doesn't. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. Did you meet Giselle? Oh, you probably didn't know her. Did you know? Were you married then? No. I, I, I didn't even know. Giselle Emily was yet. there. Yeah, Giselle was there. Have you met Brady and Giselle? Nope. I've met Brady and Giselle just very quickly to say hi to you, but not like we haven't hung out yet. That's why I'm here. Tonight's the night. You think your Brady's going to show up? Yeah. yeah I Until like I heard this was a podcast and not live. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I was just going to call him out here on the podcast. <laughs> you could do that. And instead, you were like, we uh, recorded this on Tuesday. I was like, Brady's never going to hear this. You don't think so? He no. might be a fan. I did a. Uh, I did an interview uh, last week for the Hollers. I think it was AAF, WAF, and uh, why didn't you come out with us? Yeah, we do better ratings. I know you didn't like even. You. Well, you didn't ask. They did, and well, they yeah, were very nice. We, to we me. didn't ask. But somebody said I sounded like Brady. Everybody at the radio station was like, "Sound exactly like him." I was you like, do "You sound a little like Brady." No, I don't. You don't think so? I don't think so. No, no. Really? I don't think. Now you're listening for it, and I'm just not speaking as say much. Say the word but deflate. Let deflate. Me say it. Yes, you sound just like when Brady made the order to those guys. That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's exactly how it worked. So so now, when you pick projects, right? By the way, after Edelman is me. What do you mean? In the, in the lineup for quarterback. That's you're next after Edelman? Yep. Well, these, both, these guys are both going to play this week, so you're going to be okay. When you okay, watch good. Home, yeah, yeah. When you watch at home with the uh, – do you watch – does your wife does your wife only like soccer? No, thank God we've gotten her in. We've started to get her into football. I will yeah. say my favorite thing was that one of our 
one of our first experiences with sports um, name drop. I was watching Celtics Lakers with Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and she had just she was shooting adjustment bureau with Matt with, uh, at the time. Chris Curtis, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sweating it. Either. Well, yeah, we got it one to one. But she said, uh, okay, guys, so just so I don't embarrass myself, which one of the Celtics? And I was like, get out. That's not Just good. get That's out. Not it's not a good start. Were you happy with the promised land? I was, yeah. It's yeah. just promised land, not the promised land. I'm a big Springsteen fan. Oh, I, <laughs> That's, I figured, yeah. 66 shows. Really? Yeah. Fucking he loser. played here. Uh, he played Fenway, did he? Gillette. Well, he did Gillette. Played Gillette last week, yeah. And that was like four and a half hours? Great show. It was a great show. Although Gillette, I don't know if you're a Bruce fan or not, but like. Gillette, or a music fan. Those shows, those Huge. places, those places are too big. I think. Yeah, the music big. gets. Yeah. If you go indoor, like you find like a, you know, when he goes, to, when he went to L.A. forever, he played it. Um, he still played the form. He still played. He wouldn't go to Staples Center because he hated it. Oh really? Like the old building. Yeah. You know what's funny is well, the forum's awesome. Yeah. The forum's great, but the uh, you know, bizarrely, hilariously to tie this in, the day before we left to go shoot Promised Land, we saw Springsteen at the Garden in New York. Right. And the next day. Uh, Matt and I did a massive rewrite because he had just done Wrecking Ball, the album. Yeah. And that whole movie is basically about community right. and sticking together. And so we just went back and, and we're like, you know, Bruce told us what to rewrite. We've tried to get Damon on here. He's turned us down. Nice guy, asshole. He could tell me. He's a great guy. Really? He's asshole. a great guy. I mean, I'm I'm, all I'm I'll kidding. say is I'm doing the show. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's a good point. Maybe I'm wrong. That's maybe a, that's he's a an asshole. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's got an interesting career, too, though. He's does not, like, he purposely does things I think that are anti-commercial sometimes. Like he did that yeah. movie with Gus Van Zandt with Casey Affleck. Where they just walked around the desert. Jerry. Jerry for yeah. like two hours. That was right after uh, Good Will Hunting. Good Hunting. Yeah. Which, you, which I'm going to be wrong in saying this. You either are about to or you did direct a I'm about to. Stage I mean, again, I don't know when your little podcast airs. but well, uh... It was number one on iTunes a couple <laughs> of times. I don't know where your podcast is right. <laughs> I don't remember. Are you going to be Are you it? number one now, though? Well, it's, it goes week by week. It's right, right, right. Okay, so we okay. have some good weeks and bad weeks. So right. we'll do all right, I think. Maybe not, though. Now, now you just made me totally nervous. What Are you going to tweet it out or no? Yeah, definitely. You're gonna, you will. Yeah, f- anything for you're EDI. On Twitter. Come on now. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah, I am you're on Twitter. 200 followers, I saw. You're doing okay. You're yeah, not, yeah. You're nothing to be ashamed of. No. Are you going to be in Goodwill Hunting? By the way, most of them are just my other phantom accounts That's following myself. All fake. <laughs> you should play this Telling Skarsgård rule on it. it no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play Will Hunting. You are? My wife's going to be Skyler. Old for Will Hunting. How dare you? To college. How dare you? You said you were thirty. Well, this is an interpretation. It's really for like uh, the one the Ravens kid does. Exactly. Yes. So this this is the exact same thing. They're called live reads. Uh, right. Jason did them all the time in L.A. Yeah. That's where Quentin Tarantino read The Hateful Eight and then actually made The Hateful Eight after reading it at one of these live reads. It's the only Tarantino movie I don't like. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't. Again, I couldn't get around it. Wow. I'm critical. Now I, I actually want to hear. I yeah, I know, which is I huge. Told you I like the Are you saying that just because I'm here? You can be honest. No, no, no I, I promised Land that was. You weren't sure of. You weren't sure of. The one that I really, really wanted to like, and I liked a lot of it, and I actually wanted to ask you about it, because sports movies fascinate me. Because I feel like Leatherheads was, like, this close. For some reason, do you disagree, or do you think you happy with it? No, I mean, I'm happy with it because it was was such a huge experience for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was really my first, one of my first movies ever. So I was still just in complete la-la land. Right. Like, definitely not fully capable to stand with George the first two weeks and be like, yeah, I'm in a movie with George Clooney. No big deal. Um, so that movie was really special to me. But I think that I love that movie. See, to me, the idea of it in the beginnings of football was awesome. But where, me too. Where, where, where are your, where's your critical eye now? For Leatherheads? Yeah. I got to see it again. But I remember, I remember seeing it. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, by the way. <laughs> well, You're I'll good. watch it again. <laughs> my problem, here's my problem is with sports movies is for some reason, uh, North Dallas 40, Bad News Bears, 
movies, other sports movies from 25-30, first longest yard. Back then, I feel like sports movies could be a little dirtier, a little edgier than you make them now. Now yeah, yeah. it seems like all of these ones, and they're fine. I understand like my, my, my kids like them. No, but they have to be like heartfelt. Like and the more Jesse like, Owens yeah. one, mm-hmm. the Jackie Robinson one. Where, yeah. like, they're all treated with this kind of halo effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a sports fan, and you've made sports. You should, at some point, would you, would you... But like Rudy kind of rode the line, right? But Rudy was great. Rudy was great. Right, but that wasn't yeah. like super edgy, but it also wasn't super... I know what you're saying. It was almost right. like glossy or something. Yeah, but yeah. the scene where Rudy finds out he's getting a Notre Dame, he's sitting on the bench, he starts crying. That's... that's you're, you're is a crier. You're crying in that scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the last? What's the last movie? You saw? I mean, I anytime someone says you're five foot nothing, I just start right. crying immediately because of rock. <laughs> I feel like that's never been said to you. <laughs> no, but I. But every time I watch Rudy, it's said to me. What's the last movie you saw in the theater? Did you cry? Um, I didn't. I'm trying to think. The last movie I saw in the did theater. You see Sully? I haven't seen it yet. Have I you seen saw it? it with my wife? Was it good? It was good. It was good. good. God, I can't wait good. to hear this movie show that you do. It was good. Every single movie, you're I like, I love Clint Eastwood. Eh. Think about so. Think about this. Think about Eastwood for a second. Right? He's 86. He started in 1960, and he is 56. 56 years later, he's still relevant. Like a relevant, massive. It's the greatest career, not in movie history, in entertainment history. He's been relevant. Yeah. For maybe in, maybe years. in the history of Jobs. It's, I it's... think it might be. <laughs> he's still doing it. Yeah, and doing it really well. You yeah. know what's funny about him, too, is he, uh, um, again, Matt told me this, that he only does, like, one or two takes, which is terrifying Everybody for actors. Says, right? Yeah, he's, like, done. Yeah, so Matt one time said to him, uh, you know, and I brought it to this, to the movie I just directed, was, you know, Matt said to him, can I do another one? You know, he'd done two, and he said, can I do another one? And Clint said, yeah, you can always do another one. Just just know that I hired you for the performance I know you can do. Right. And Matt was like, I don't need another one. <laughs> that was like a Rudy speech. That was amazing. Are you going to act less as you get older? I don't know. I mean, no, I, I like acting the most for sure. You do? It's, yeah, it's 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 the most fun for me. I will say producing and writing has been awesome. I, just, I love staying busy. Yeah. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of different stuff and, you know, developing TV shows and movies and all this stuff. It's been great. So you're saying an office reunion is on because Chris Curtis, I have Chris Curtis right here. And we're going to you're busy. I know you want to kick us out of here. No, 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 not at all. Chris Curtis is. So we, Chris Curtis is the producer of the radio show. So we'll go, like, say we go this we, we do a week down in spring training in Florida, right, the show. Right. Fly down there. We've actually had a great deal the last couple of years. We've taken a private jet with Bobby Orr. We float What? There. Yeah, it's for the Jimmy Fund. We do a charity That's thing. amazing. Crazy. I so, have a picture with Bobby Orr. You do? Yeah, he was at a Bay Bank in Newton Center. And the I, old, he was the old Bay Bank guy. Yeah. I was a kid, too. Same thing. You That's would, right. You, I you took a picture with him. Things. I think it's my mom's favorite picture of me. Really? Yeah. And how long ago? To be there? fair, I think she loves Bobby Orr That's no matter what. It. Yeah, yeah. So Orr's there. Great. I mean, like. I've met a bunch of celebrities, you know, most, including you, shaky. Or was, or was a great guy. <laughs> right. it, great guy. He's talking. He was telling stories. Everyone's talking. They're doing all these things. And Chris Curtis, while there are adults in the room having real conversations, we're on a private fucking plane, which, you know, you're probably used to. I'm not. I'm not. Curtis is sitting there with those dopey headphones on like he is right now, watching The Office and giggling. Like no. He's, he's seen the episode 30 times. How you know? dare you do that to well, Bobby Orr? I mean, you know. It's, it's, Bobby Orr deserves your... <laughs> You're, you're just your pure attention. And he'll sit there and be like, you know, yeah, it was the... What's your the, favorite prank, Chris, that Jim did to Dwight? Oh, oh it has to be Asian Jim. <laughs> right. When, when, you, when, you, when he's showing the pictures and it's, it's you. You didn't but, even hesitate. Oh, no. That's absolutely. Your, is that the one you, like, cried and fell off a chair? Oh, yeah. Absolutely that. Right. Or I, I, I have to say the, uh, the goose at Benihana for Benihana Christmas when Dwight's <laughs> acting out the, yeah. the filleting of the goose to the Asian <laughs> waitress. Absolutely outstanding. <laughs> So I have one question. Okay. So season two is the season where the the show sort of took off. We took off, yeah. 
Casino Night, the finale, you mm-hmm. kiss Pam. Mm-hmm. What was the moment in that season or in the readings, what episode was the one where you're like, this is going to take us to the next level? Well, the, the, well, the episode I knew that we were going to I don't I no one knew that people would actually watch it. What I knew is that it was going to be very special was Diversity Day, but that was season 1. Season 2, the other one that I remember being a big turning point, but I actually remember this is the episode that I used to go to the same diner every single morning for breakfast. And one day no one could have cared less who I was. And then the next day after this episode aired was sexual harassment. And as soon as that had aired, I remember walking into that diner and people were like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the, the show. And it, that was crazy because I actually remember the moment where I realized that people even knew who I was. It was crazy. But that both those episodes are game-changing. I mean, Diversity Day, I, I still think when he says his name's Mr. Brown, he said, I'm not going to call you that. Like, that's when I knew, like, we're on some next-level stuff. That's a make-a-wish moment right there. Can, can you give him a pin? Can you give him an office pin for that? He's gonna he, like you've made his. Life. Oh my god! You've made Please. his life. Chris, entirely. we got to talk more often. We should just nerd out about the office all the time. Uh, he, I, th- I think I think you do that. <laughs> you do have a certain. You kind of have a, a Jim and Pam kind of chemistry. That's yeah, right. yeah. There's something going it's on. It's very palpable. So, I, so I didn't, I didn't, I loved the Gervais office. Loved like, I loved it. it. Loved it. Thought yeah. it was great, and I knew the office was coming, and I kind of knew Carell was a little bit, and I didn't want. You know, you know how I knew Carell. I mean, I knew him from the Daily Show. That's how I knew him. But do you remember those FedEx commercials? No. Oh my God, they were hilarious. I remember there. Yeah, he was on in in FedEx commercials, and he was this amazingly hilarious character. Right. And that. And then I remember we had just shot the pilot, and I told all my friends that he was the funniest guy ever. And then Anchorman came out, and that was just like, yeah, exploded. And am I wrong that the first season, like you said, wasn't great, but in the and there was some. Well, the first season was amazing. No, 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 no. I'm saying in terms of people. Good God, who is this dude? Chris, back me up. In terms of people who watched Chris, put it. the shiv down. He just fashioned a shiv. It's the first season where his hair was kind of weird, Carell's hair was kind of weird. Yep. His he changed. Well, here. he changes here. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. He, and he got in shape. That's yeah. okay. It happens. Yeah. You did it once. You once lost weight. You put it all back on. <laughs> but no, but my thing in, in that in that first uh, off season or the first, didn't, didn't it explode on iTunes or. Oh, yeah. So it's funny because uh, I said. Did they talk about putting on Bravo originally? Am I. They might have. No, I think that when NBC. Didn't like they. They weren't sure of it. They didn't know what it was going to do. It was kind of. They might have talked about going to Bravo because they own Bravo at the same time. That concept was. But you're 100 percent right. The reason why we stayed on air at all was because people were actually paying a dollar ninety nine to watch a show that they could watch for free on Thursdays. Right. And that's when NBC said they have no control. They were like, we have no control. We have to keep. Was this kind of pre or early TiVo? Like was that? Yeah, that was like TiVo early days. I guess TiVo was. Doing all right, but yeah. iTunes was brand new, and right. the idea of people paying for a television show was insane. And how many years was it on? Nine seasons. It was on nine seasons. So I was a part of it for ten, basically, because I uh, we shot the pilot about a year and a half before because it took NBC that long to decide right. whether or not they wanted to do it. I still have a DVD. One of the guys who came down to cancel the show every week—that's not a joke. His name was Jeff. He was an awesome guy from NBC. He's like, I love the show. We're not going to do it anymore. Jeff Zucker? No, it wasn't no. Jeff Zucker. Okay. This guy was a different guy, but. I said, can you make a DVD so I can show my mom that this actually happened? Right. I still have the DVD. It says The Office episodes one through six. <laughs> Insane. Well, I don't want to bother you anymore. I know you get the big. I'm looking out back. There's like five million girls. Oh, my God. Are there, there any guys at this people. event? No, I only ask women to come to my events. Is that true? No. And this is, you're doing a Q&A that will be not as good as this one. No, not just, at all. I mean, it's going to no, be. No, not at all. In fact, can I just get to play it? Yeah, can we just play who's it? Who's doing the Q&A with you? We could, like, lip sync it. Who's the, who's the, <laughs> I remember the whole thing. I have one of those kind of numbers. <laughs> Ask me anything. I know the answer to the question. Anything. Do you really? Fire away. Go fire away. Um, you know what I'm good at? This is what I'm good at. I'm good at the Kevin Bacon game. Are you really? I'm good at the Kevin Bacon game. Do you want to do it right now? Yeah, I'll do it right now. All right. Don't say you. Don't be that, don't have that kind of ego. No, I can't wait to hear what you do. Corey Feldman. To Tom Hanks. 
Corey Feldman. Yeah. Uh, Corey, were both Corys in the Lost Boys? Yes, right? Well, Jason Patrick was in that, who was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon, who was in Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks. Wow. That's that was it. pretty good, but what if the I'm two Corys aren't in there? I don't know if you, <laughs> you probably don't believe that. <laughs> and I know a lot about sports. I mean, what a, what a, what a winner, right? Yeah, to, you are, seriously. It's hard to believe it doesn't work the, out. Maybe the girls are here for you. It could, it could be. Yeah, I see a lot of, this is a lot of Minahan signs. I could, um, last one before I let you go. So, the Haulers is still playing in theaters around the country. Yeah, Boston. it opened wide last week, so it was a platform release, which yeah. means you go, you know, two cities, eight cities, twenty cities. She's a great actress, Margot Martindale. She's like, the best. She had one of those weird careers where you always knew her. She was yeah. always in stuff. No, th- I, I'm so glad you brought it up because I think it's one of the best performances. Period. She's always phenomenal, but this is one of those things, you know. People started talking about her as best supporting actress for an Oscar, and I thought that was awesome. She, for, I first noticed her, I think, in she was Sarandon's friend in Dead Man Walking. That's right. She was. That, I think that's. But she was. That was in '95. She you know, she was in Million Dollar Baby. She was. Yeah, uh, she was. The, yep. She was Hillary Swank's mom. Yep. right? And then she's. You know, now she's been in the Americans, Americans and all this. Yeah, she's just doesn't stop winning awards now. It seems justified. She was crazy. She was in great that. and justified. That was unbelievable. Do you watch a shitload of TV or no? Yeah, I mean the good, like the shows that I love. That's the thing about television now. Time. You can just watch whatever you want. I just got. I'm I'm almost done with the night of. Have you watched that yet? Yeah, it's you're gonna you're gonna. I, I'm gonna be critical of it. You ready? Yep. I know that you're surprised to hear that. It started out great. Yeah, I'm on like got, episode six. Where's the female lawyer right now? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. The which one? The one that just took over as the lawyer? The um. On his side, the one that takes over to Turo. Yeah, yeah, she's nowhere. She's still his okay. lawyer. Why? Keep an eye on her because oh, it gets no. ridiculous. Gandolfini, they shot a pilot with Gandolfini in Turturro's role. That's out there. It was Turturro's role, right? Yeah, Gandolfini. Yeah. Well, he was, was a producer on it. it yeah, was, it was it done. Was like... They shot a pilot, and then and then uh, and then he died. You know, but but yeah, Turturro was excellent. It's good, but it's a little yeah. It's a it, it just oh, that's for me. really upsetting because I was really, hard, I was really though. loving it. Those are hard. Not like Jack Ryan, which is going to be tremendous. Thank you. When is, so when do I expect? Um, I, I am an Amazon Prime subscriber. Are you? I like the show with the with the guy and the girl who met in like England or whatever. Oh yeah, was that they had sex and she got pregnant? Yeah, what's what the that hell called? Is it called like Knots Landing or something? I don't know. Whatever the hell it's called. It's not Knots Landing. I think it is. I think it's a reboot. <laughs> it's uh, what the hell's the name of it? You know what I'm talking. Well, about. Well, you watch it. No, Enlightened was that Laura Dern show. No, it's called like it's not Unbroken, but it's something like that. It is it? Unbroken. Yep. It's unbroken. They have a side story at the same time of Louis Zamperini. <laughs> is he, he's a prisoner of war. It's a weird B story. That's why it's, you love it. It's, That's it's, why you love it's, it. It's kind of unusual. It's a romantic what comedy, but historically called? accurate. What is it called? Engaged? I mean, this is what Chris Enough. is here for. Chris, what are you doing? Chris, first of all, put your pants on. Second of all. <laughs> Chris, it's, it's, Chris, it's okay. It's okay. Chris. You have no idea. You have no idea how much. This is like me meeting Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, he, he all day, like, he's been, you know. I, we so we do a, we do the I think show. You're doing great. He's a producer, and the producers actually have a podcast after our show where they talk about our show. It's one of those things. Yeah. And he was talking about the questions we were going to ask you, and he thought that you guys might share a laugh at some point. We, we've like, shared many, and laughs. it happened. Are you going to talk about this on your podcast? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, we're talking about yeah. the show tomorrow. We're going to mock him. Bring that mistake. He wears those headphones all the time in his life. Just that's, just in real life. Yes, yeah, that's that's, that's fantastic. So we'll find the name. But anyway, so when does that when does that come out? What, Jack Ryan? Any idea, like next year? Uh, No, that'll be not next year. We'll shoot all next year, and it'll come out in 18, I think. And the untitled Detroit Ryan. That'll come out next year. That'll come out next year. It'll lead in that? No, it's a big ensemble piece. Can you give me one other person? If I look online, somebody's going to tell me who else is in it. Jason Mitchell's in it, who was just in... uh, Who? uh, What? Who? Jason Mitchell. Did you not see the uh, NWA movie? 
Oh, yeah, I saw that. He one. was phenomenal. Paul Giamatti, yeah. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he played Easy E. Jason played Easy Oh, he was good. Did you yeah. see Paul Giamatti in the Beach Boys movie? Yes. Was that was good. amazing. Cusack wow, was... you really do see everything. Yeah, again, I have two little kids. And <laughs> I, I have no life. I get up at 4 o'clock every day. I watch everything. You know when I saw that? When I had shingles a year ago. I had shingles. It was terrible. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Was it painful? No, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> see, the first person who's asked me that question. No, it turned out actually it was a delightful experience. Was it as bad as everybody says it it's, is? It was not like one of those guys in the commercials, you know, like wander around. Like, right. Like, but it was bad. I had it like, it's gone now. It's contagious though. Did is it? That? Yeah, you're fucked. Oh my God. It's over. You're screwed. But I watched like 50 movies and like. Does anybody have a wet wipe? This is weird. I usually have one <laughs> on be, me with you'll my. Be, you'll be totally fine. You can work with Damon again soon? Hopefully. I'd love to. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to work with you? I don't know. I guess not. Now that you brought it up, I'm really insecure Damon, about it. So Affleck's a big deal director now. Why doesn't yep. Affleck work with Damon anymore? I think they will feud? at some point. Feud? No, no. Break, you want me to feel that right here? Feud? Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is it. Uh, no, they. I th- I'm sure they will at some point. Would you do a movie like I did not like the Batman Superman movie? I didn't love it. Would you do one of those movies? Put on one of those outfits? Yeah. You one would? of those outfits? Don't you feel a little weird putting on one of those like like a Batman outfit? Let's be honest. You you just said that you have you don't do anything but watch TV and stuff. You wear an outfit like that every day, yes, don't I you? Do. <laughs> is that a problem? You just wanted the truth from me because yes. if I said that I would feel this embarrassed, is... you're like, don't be embarrassed. I read the, William Goldman, right? He wrote a couple yep. of books. I'll let you. I know. I'm, I'm keeping here too long. He wrote a couple of books about Hollywood. One of them was he got offered the right to the, the to adapt Superman when the right. first came out. And he was a major Superman fan as a kid, but he turned it down because he couldn't figure out how to do it. And he was convinced they were going to give it to a star at the time. Right. So we talked to Warren Beatty one time. And Warren Beatty, they offered Warren Beatty the role of Superman. That's right, yeah. Beatty said he put on the outfit of his house and ran around the pool and looked himself in the mirror and said, I, I don't can't do that. it. I don't think I can do it. So they offered it to Eastwood. They offered it to <laughs> all these guys. Really? But they finally found the right guy, which is they, right. they cast an unknown. And they surround him with a bunch of famous people. But Chris Reeves was unknown at that totally point? Unknown at wow. That point. He was like a, you know, like a local theater guy. But they put Gene Hackman in it. And oh, yeah. It was the best. Fucking all those. Mar- Brando. And Brando was in it. Yeah. Right? That's true. So you would do that? Yeah. All right. I would. I mean, again, it's got to be a good well, story, Jack Ryan though. Jack can fly, right? In this one? In this one. In this, one, he <laughs> in this one, yeah, yeah. We, we have, like, hoverboards and stuff. Excellent. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go. I'll let you go do your thing. I appreciate it. Thank you Anytime, very much. If, when you're in Boston, can you come? Chris, just, I have more fun with you, let's can, be honest. Can you come? Can you, will you do a podcast with Curtis this time? <laughs> we just ask you the Chris Farley thing once again. Remember that time? When you play the, a prank on Dwight? Oh, my God. That was awesome. Remember, Michael remember when you were like, in the Beatles? That was my favorite Chris Farley ever. When he asked Paul McCartney, do you remember when, when you were in the Beatles? Beatles? He'll be like, remember that time uh, Michael said something stupid and you looked at Pam? That was unbelievable. <laughs> that was that awesome. Was, that was incredible. That was awesome. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you very it. much. Thank you. Good luck. I hope you get to number one on we're this gonna one. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. All right. So we'll just do this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.